a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It's great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and I wanted to get in today to uh, something that has been a troubling trend to me, uh, and that is uh, something that was captured in a piece on thehill.com, and it was entitled The New American Malaise. And a lot of things that are a little unsettling to me uh, because I am not one to uh, cower in a corner when it comes to this country or where we should be or what we should be moving towards. Uh, Not in a Pollyanna kind of way, but there's a lot to be hopeful for. Uh, And sadly, this malaise is kind of hanging over the country. And so really interesting, Uh, even though the economy added more than 7 million jobs over the last 12 months, that's, that's a first in history. Wages rising, of course. Uh, a lot of those things are are booming, and yet we also have things like inflation that are making it feel less cheery when it comes to the economics of it all, supply chain issues. And the reality is, is the American people just aren't feeling it, uh, regardless of what the administration tries to say in terms of things being positive. Uh, the American people are just not there. Uh, the people are in a historically bad mood about the country and particularly about leadership. Now, more Americans have said the country is on the wrong track, heading the wrong direction, than those who say it's on the right track, heading the right direction. Uh, more than half the country uh, said the country is just moving wrong, tra- wrong track in uh, every Gallup poll, going all the way back to 2003. That's really interesting. And part of that, I think, is because we have this 24-hour news cycle and the hyper-partisanship of our politics. Uh, a lot of that has really uh, undercut public confidence in presidents of either political party. And uh, so those things are are definitely having a downward drag in terms of America's outlook and confidence for the future. Uh, Obviously, we've been through a pandemic, and that's uh, put a damper on a lot of things. Uh, But the interesting thing is, to me, is that the the population uh, is unsatisfied, and not just with our politics. Uh, It's extending beyond that. Really interesting. For the first time since 2020, in, in 2021, more Americans said they were not too happy uh, about their lives than those who said they were very happy. Uh, back in 2018, twice as many Americans said they were happy than those who said they were not too happy. And those are interesting lines to follow. Uh, only 30, 36% of Americans called their lives exciting. Uh, that was uh, some latest polling coming out there. And 59% said that their lives were routine, uh, which is the highest that's been in a long time. And so the point of all of these numbers is is really trying to figure out what is it that's truly fueling the pessimism about tomorrow. And that's an interesting thing. 
you know, what is ahead of us and how we view that is always the important thing to me because especially when it comes to our politics, it is about what's next, not about what was or what is. It's about what's next. And the American people aren't sure about what's next. Uh, Most are not optimistic uh, that uh, the future is going to be better than where we've been. And so that gets to this whole idea about confidence. And how do we reinstill that in the American people? Again, our, our partisan politics has really undercut it. So it's difficult for presidents of either political party, regardless of what's going on in the world. It's really hard to keep a positive, favorable rating as president of the United States. Uh, that has been a, a trend, and the partisanship is just making that harder and harder for any president to, to crack 50 uh, or to have a majority believe that uh, they're on the right track or that things are going well for the country. And so all of that trickles down. And as citizens, then we start to lose confidence. And and I think we're seeing that in a significant way in the country right now. Yeah, these are troubling times. Uh, there's a lot of tough trends that are going on, big problems that we're dealing with across the board. Uh, we have a Congress that continues to not solve things like debt and deficits and, and a lot of big government spending problems, inflation, supply chains, and, and on and on the list goes. But we're, we're not a, a country uh, in decline contrary to what some want us to believe. So I always go to this old Bible verse, uh, which to me has the the right kind of advice for how we lean into this kind of stiff wind in our economic and social and political challenges. Uh, it simply says, cast not away your confidence. And I have said this for a number of years now. If there were one message, if there were one message I could deliver to every American, regardless of political party, where they live, what their situation is, my message would be live with confidence. You you don't need to live in fear. And yes, the the doom and gloom purveyors out there, uh, they're going to have us believe that all is lost, that America's broken beyond repair, that the economy's not coming back, that people are powerless to change. Uh, Don't buy into that. Uh, honestly, if, you, if that's all you listen to during the day, uh, it's hard to get out of bed in the morning. That's pretty depressing. That's pretty discouraging. And so we, we shouldn't cast away our confidence because we're, we're really fortunate. Uh, we don't need to lose confidence in where we are. Uh, we definitely, most definitely, cannot lose confidence in the goodness of people and the communities around us. Uh, we can't lose confidence in our system of government. Uh, flawed and failing and challenges of weak uh, politicians or leaders. Uh, yeah, all of that happens in our constitutional republic, and it continues to move forward. And so, yes, a lot of difficult days, a lot of trying times, a lot of challenges that could undermine our confidence, and yet we still should have confidence. We have to have confidence. And most important, we have to keep confidence in each other. We need to keep confidence in the institutions of government. Uh, We need to make sure that we recognize what that really means. So when I say confidence, I've always looked at it this way. To me, confidence is never arrogance. Those are very different things. Confidence is never arrogance. And so how do you get confidence? Really simple. Confident people, confident organizations, confident teams – have respect for the challenge that's ahead of them. They have a a plan to execute. 
And they have the patience to just keep at it, even when it's tough, even when it doesn't look so good or feel so good. And I think that is precisely the kind of confidence that we need to have if we're going to save our version of the American dream. We can't have that confidence. Again, not arrogance, but if we have respect for the challenge and we're ready for the task and we have a plan, some strategies and tactics to execute, and if we're willing to just keep at it, uh, there's good things ahead. And so while we have a lot of these challenges around the world that, that may have us questioning our place in the world, our place in our communities, America's place uh, in leadership around the world. And so to me, there's, there's never been a better time. Uh, but we have, to, we have to look at it that way. Uh, I do believe, I firmly believe, I passionately believe that there is a great cause for confidence. And as long as we the people have respect for the challenges that are ahead of us. And if we can hold our elected officials from Congress to the president uh, to show us, here's the plan, and that we're going to buy into this plan and we're going to step forward together, uh, we can get through anything in this country. We've proven that over and over again. Despite our flaws, despite our failings uh, and all of that, uh, I still have more confidence in the future of this country uh, than ever before. Uh, I often say that uh, I can be pessimistic about our politics and our politicians, but I've never been more bullish about the future of the country. And that's what we have to get to, because this is what I believe. Uh, I believe we live at a time and in a country that should inspire confidence, challenges, flaws and all. But we live in a place where every individual should be able to move confidently in the direction of their own goals, their own version of the American dream. And I have tremendous confidence in the people of the state of Utah. I have tremendous confidence in the people throughout this country. And as a country and as individuals, this is not the time to cower in the corner. It's time to stand up as a confident example of all that's good and all that is still right in America. I'm Boyd Matheson. Thanks for joining us on Inside Sources today here on KSL News Radio. And as always, as you go out into the world, make sure you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.